I'm drinking some George Jones and a little bit of cold. Haggard's easing my misery, and Wayland's keeping me from home. Hank's giving me those high tides. Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith. Welcome in each and every one of you into episode 88 of Justified Pursuit. It's great to be here with you, and it's great to see good counselors. Nah, he's not really smiling right now, but uh, I understand that you aren't feeling your best, Chisholm. What's going may, on, dude? I may or may not have uh, the Omicron BA5C3PORR2D29er, uh-huh. <clears throat> um, but much uh, like we've talked about all year, if that is what's going on right now, we should just stop saying COVID. We should stop saying Omicron. We should get over it because this isn't that bad. And I am still uh, vax free. And yet it's a big nothing burger. You don't look bad. I, dude, I don't. I mean, I don't feel bad. Yesterday evening, I got some like itchy, watery eyes and a little bit of burning in my nostrils and thought, I got some allergies going on and I checked my little allergy app and yep, there's a bunch of grass pollen in the air. I was in East Texas for the last couple of days. I was there last week for a couple of days and kind of felt the same coming back. Then this morning, well, last night I was trying to sleep and I had this like thick, thick mucus that was like hard to swallow. And I was like You're nasty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, again, not like out of control, but just enough where it was waking me up and I was like, God, I, gotta, uh, ugh, I had to drink some water. Mm-hmm. And then this morning, it's, you know, a mild, mild headache, a little bit of congestion that Mucinex just knocked right out. But, you know, just kind of that off feeling. Mm-hmm. And I did get notified that one of the gentlemen that I spent a couple of days with in meetings uh, took a test when he got home yesterday and is Rona positive. So you won't be taking a test, though. It's extremely unlikely. <laughs> You're also drinking coffee. Uh, when I feel really bad, I don't drink coffee. I'm like more like uh, maybe some tea with some honey in it or something. But it's about the only time I would ever drink tea. I am feeling a little tired. Yeah. And uh, since we needed to knock this out, the coffee is to uh, keep me going for an hour or so. Until we're You're also it. drinking it out of an Astros mug, which is I'm right. quite off-putting. That, you know what? That mug certainly sure gives validity or actually discredits the term cheaters never win because they cheated why, and won. Why you got to bring up old <laughs> stuff, man? Well, you're the one drinking out of the offensive mug. Why you got to bring up old stuff? They got the I'm second word. You're, you're so, violating my so, safe space. Chisholm. So the powers this that be, be a safe space and you're violating with that the powers that be, which would be the Red Sox, the Yankees and the Dodgers, all of whom were vanquished by said Astros in 2017 en route to a World Series championship, got their panties in a bunch. That little Cheater. brother showed up to the party and pants them all. And so, you know, they did a little digging and discovered, oh, there was some drumming on some cans and stuff. Everybody in baseball has cheated since they started the game. I don't care what anybody says. You're talking about the game that made, like, you know, performance-enhancing drugs. If you know drugs. what is coming, if you know the pitch that's coming and you're a professional baseball player, you could stroke it all day long. The difference stealing between, signs is stealing as old signs as... Is, 
that's stealing that's a signs player. Is as old as baseball. That's a player stealing They've signs. They always had technology. Don't per- dude, dude, no, 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 no. You, they, they, they use cheated. technology to cheat. Stealing signs will get you drilled upside the head with a fastball. There have that's always been guys trying be. to steal signs from watching camera feeds in the dugout and in the locker room behind the dugout. This is not. They got whatever, caught. dude. They, got, they got made an example of because they're not the Yankees or the Red Sox. Regardless, regardless, that was five years ago. And yet here they are still with the second best record in all of So you basically so, chalk it up as the, you, this is your version of the Jan 6 walkabouters. It's no big deal. They just, I'll put it this fun. way. Just like nobody can ever take away the feeling that I had the night that Baylor beat Kansas State right before Art Bryles, you know, nuked the entire program. And that was way more justifiable than this silly nonsense. Nobody can take away the feeling that I had the night we won the Big 12 with that epic victory against K-State. Nobody will ever take away the feeling that I had in the bottom of the ninth while, oh, man, what's the guy's name? Oh, oh yeah, you never will ever take it away. You don't even remember his name. Dude, it was on the tip oh, of my it's tongue. a big Astros van. Lefty. Bandwagoner. All right, anyway, I'm Shut moving up. on. He pitched You've for us for one season. Mom. I have to think about it. He was with the Phillies for a long time. And he had some arm issues, and the Strohs brought him over and told him to throw fastballs and curveballs, and that's it. And they brought him in after four days rest. He was a starter, but he closed out the last four innings. Charlie Morton. Morton, Morton thank you. Yes, yeah, Charlie Who's Morton. the Astros fan here? Not you. My point is, nobody My can ever take away one. how rad of a moment that was that night when he yeah. mowed through those fools throwing 100-mile-an-hour smoke. Anyway, oh, the Astros man. suck. Uh, supply chain issues, so I'm drinking... Tijuacan, which is the knockoff. That's good carbonated water. Chico, I guess. Uh, knockoff, but yeah. But like, you know, we've talked about Topo Chico and how they're owned by Coca Cola, and we both said, "Oh, we'll never buy that again." And then, yeah, I buy that stuff when I see it. We did. It's an option. But I never saw Topo Chico go woke. At least they're just making great, delicious, sparkling water. Yeah. Do you know what the supply chain issue is? Supposedly Monterey, Mexico, which is where Topo Chico is bottled, uh-huh. um, is like out of water. Huh. Like, yeah, they're restricting households. They're raining, raining back manufacturers. That's a big it's a city. Yeah, it's a, it's like the. I don't know if it's the second largest city by population in the country, but it's in the top five both by like economic per capita by population. Big industrial hub. It's a big important Mexican city that is like yeah tapped out of water, and so. They've like shut down irrigation and watering of people's yards in favor of the industry, but the industries are being throttled back too. So mm. supposedly that is the reason why we cannot get our topo. Seeing if I can find out where this is bottled. Mm, I don't see. Anyway, who cares? It's a perfectly acceptable substitute. I like the blue label Tia Waka Chichin or whatever the heck it's called. Right. Yeah. Uh, so strep throat's going around our house on another note. I got one kid laying in my bed right now. Who's on uh, moxicillin? She's had like 103 degree fever, Ooh. and so she laid in our bed most of yesterday. And then I like took all of the <laughs> linens to the incinerator and before I, before I before I went to sleep. They're trying to kill us. For anybody who hasn't been paying attention or who still is denying it, they whoever they are, they're doing all this to us all the time. Uh, did you know this isn't supposed to be happening in July when it's 100 degrees outside and kids aren't in school? Right. But yet here we are. Uh, so I took Henry to see Juventus play Barcelona. You know, that's basically like the Yankees and Red that. Sox of Europe. Um, right. They came to Dallas and played in the Cotton Bowl. They should tear that place down. It's disgusting, yeah. by the way. 
and I'm I'm like uh, usually get off my lawn, good old boy guy. I like yeah. classic history. stadiums are cool. That yeah. Cotton Bowl is not cool. It's a dump. It needs to go. Yeah, I mean stuff gets old. Terrible. That's what happens? It's not exactly like it's the Roman Coliseum. There were about fifty-five thousand. There was fifty-nine thousand people there. I think maybe five thousand of them were white. The rest was all Hispanic people. And of those, all but maybe like two or three percent were wearing Barcelona jerseys. Not a lot of Juventus fans came out. Where is Great. Juventus? What, what country Italy is that? Okay, so Italy. Spain versus Italy thing. Yeah, two European giants. And uh, but before, I mean, just were, generally, I would imagine Barcelona is more popular in the states than Juventus, regardless. Oh, for of, sure. I mean, well, they had Messi for 15 years, maybe the best player. Yeah, I mean, they're one of the two or three most popular teams on the whole planet, right? Yeah, for sure. But uh, but it was cool to see the the world, some of the world's best players come to North Texas and uh, play an exhibition. And they scored uh, three, uh, literally, it was zero zero. I got up to get a beer and a hot dog for Henry and I. And I came back and it was two one. I missed all but one that goal sucks. in like ten minutes. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Did you take Henry with you, or did he sit in the seats and keep watching? Uh, he, we were with uh, his soccer team. Ah, okay. So, so there was yeah. a crew there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so at least he, at least he didn't miss it there. He got to see it all. Um, but uh, but yeah. Oh, and it was also at ten p.m. when we left the Cotton Bowl. A hundred degrees still outside. It's been a little better this week. Has it not been better up there? Oh, we had, it was 100 degrees two days ago at 10 p.m. No, it has not been better. It was 107. When is yesterday. it not 100 degrees at the very end of July, okay. early August in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas? This heat wave is like, I don't, we had one summer where here in North Texas, it got on, over 100 degrees, like 40 something days in a row. Mm-hmm. And we had like 60 days of the summer where it was over 100, but it wasn't 105, 107, 109. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, okay, it was 100, but. The forecast here, although I haven't been just actually personally measuring it, like about a week ago, I looked and it was the first time in a month where it didn't crack 100 on the forecast for the mm. seven day forecast. So, but oh. I mean, it's still 95, 97, you know, 98, 99, you know. It's all about that climate change, which is what we're going to talk about now. The fear mongering that is going into the, this is the next thing. And there was, I think it was a Project Veritas story that broke it with, I think it was like one of the, ups at cnn saying this is the next thing we're going to do he's like well, we don't know how we're going to do it yet did you see this video is i haven't seen the video i think you or somebody told me about it but climate I mean, change no agenda has been calling this shot for two years now so i'm certainly uh very up to speed on the fact that uh they're going to use the same you know basic playbook they used on the rona to control the world well and it ties in change. so beautifully because of you know we'll the price of the pump, all of this can be directly connected to climate change. And you're going to have to pay more because we got to protect the planet. Blah, blah, yada, yada, Obama. Yada. Meanwhile, we're going to mine lithium batteries and have no place to dispose of them when your Tesla yep. burns out. Ob- Obama officials in that era and Biden officials have said, high, they've said, I think Ob- it might have come out of Obama's mouth himself. I know some of his, like his energy secretary had said, we want gasoline prices as high as Europe's so that people use less fuel so we can combat, combat climate change. This is the plan. Right. Although they've got those suckers back down, gasoline's like back into the mid to high threes because, you know, we're draining the strategic petroleum reserve, but no, remind we, that, sold, we sold a lot of that to China, to the company that Hunter Biden. Yeah, well, I mean, my stockholder in wherever it goes, 
if the global supply is increased, then the price goes down, right? So, uh, yeah. So Biden deserves some kind of credit for that. Um, no, because he should have just let everybody keep drilling, and we wouldn't have been in this stupid exactly. problem in the first place. But instead, he shut all the drilling down, and now he's draining the strategic petroleum reserve. So yeah, he right. doesn't deserve any. We credit. haven't started drilling. Let's be very clear: we have not yeah. started drilling more. Again, it's him depleting right. our reserve. So good job, Joe. What I have about so many so many thoughts on this? Are you you're not shifting gears yet, right? Because no, gotta, go ahead. So, <clears throat> so many, so many climate change things. Uh, I was listening to No Agenda. Speaking of the other day, uh-huh. and um, I think it was probably last Sunday's episode. Um, for those who don't know, they drop their episodes on Sunday afternoons and Thursday afternoons. Everybody should be listening to it. It's the most important podcast that there is, um, among them anyway. So. You know, you've listened enough now. John C. Dvorak is the guy who's like a longtime Silicon Valley, like author, writer, journalist, editor in chief of PC Magazine. Uh, he's done a lot of really interesting stuff. He was an air quality uh, scientist slash engineer for the Bay Area Air Quality Management District, uh, a food inspector, and then the editor of PC Magazine. He's met Bill Gates. Anyway, he plays this audio clip and he sets it up first by explaining that you know they're saying this is everybody's dying it's the hottest we've ever been oh no climate change disaster is upon us and he explains that in 1911 in rhode island there was like uh i think at least a week there or maybe longer where they were getting they had a high high of 140 degrees I heard this, yeah. And he read a newspaper yeah. article from that era where it explained that a group of people were gathered watching a thermostat hit 117 in the shade 111 years ago. Night nationwide mega heat wave. Heat, heat wave. Yeah. Like <laughs> so he sets all that up, right? Then he tees up JC is from the Bay Area, like I think basically born and raised. He went to Berkeley and everything. And he sets up this clip from NPR, which if you want some propaganda, check out NPR. They're trying to brainwash you with everything that ever comes out of their mouths. Um, but he sets up this clip where he says, okay, I'm about to play this clip where this, this person from LA who is the chief heat officer for LA County. What a made up position. Yeah. Like, or what, the city, like, either a city or a county official. It doesn't really make it. Officer. If chief it's hot, it's hot. Heat officer is going to propagandize some some climate change stuff there so he reads off the last seven day highs this was as of last sunday so the week prior to this right Mm. he reads off the seven day highs for the greater la area what do you think the highest high was in the seven days prior which this npr clip would have been played sometime that that particular not as hot as it's been here throw a number up 95 82 <laughs> seven days prior to this dude and you want to talk about this person was um so i i think i heard the clip they had said people are dying and it's causing yeah. fires and- the whole thing was the whole thing boiled down to this person trying to promote green new deal big government spending for cities he was just lobbying on behalf of la to get federal dollars which we know will just be pilfered and wasted and you know uh, horribly corruptly spent 
to upgrade building materials to where they're not hot to the touch and to upgrade roads so they don't melt because, you know, they keep telling us roads are melting. Roads are melting. Oh, the oh start yeah. Of, roads are melting. The start it, of the it, NPR. It, it, two degrees. That's in. Oh, wow. <laughs> the start of the NPR clip. That's a cold front. 82 the, degrees. The host. Yeah, yeah, dude. Lows in the low 60s. Every single, every 24-hour period he cited. Morning lows in the 60s. Many of, like half the days were highs in the mid 70s. One day it hit 82. Roads 74 to like 82 degrees. You know, here the LA like, highs. there are times when I'll go outside and like uh, try to get something out of the back of my truck, for example, and I'll touch the truck and will burn your skin. But it's like 100. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's hot here in Texas. 82 but degrees. Guess what it's always are you been. kidding me? Guess what it's always been. It's always been hot in Texas, man. That's yeah. kind of comes with the territory. I'm thankful that it hits 100 degrees on a regular basis in Texas because you know what it does? It keeps utopian douchebag leftists at bay. They want to mm. live in some paradise. So they stay away from us is for the most part. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> where, eight, where highs of 82 in late July require a chief heat officer. First mm. thing out of the guy's mouth. So if you heard, I don't remember the guy's name, but the, the NPR host, you've heard him. You've heard his voice before. Everybody's probably heard his voice. He's been on NPR forever. First thing he says when they cut to the clip is searing, dangerous temperatures have gripped the nation with highs in the high 90s to low hundreds. The high 90s to low hundreds. That's just a normal day in, in Texas. Well, I'm like July 20th. No, but like anywhere, dude, you're, you're so telling me that high 90s is a is a catastrophe. Dude, this is 1984. They're trying to rewrite history like we don't remember what the normal climate is for dude. a region. We it's have all hot. gotten so used to having our bottoms, you know, pampered and, and, you know, baby powder gently patted on our butts and living in perfectly climate controlled AC that people walk outside and they're like, oh, my God. <sighs> it's the hottest it's ever been. No, it's not. No, it's not. When we moved to Austin in 2008, it was 105 degrees or hotter for 21 straight days. I think that might have been the summer where we had the you know, 40 something straight days of probably um, so triple digits. That know. was the start of a really bad drought. As of 2005, here was that 2012 when we moved to the woodlands, 11 fall of 2011. At the end of that summer, that's when like Bastrop and maybe some area out West Texas, there Boring. was like, remember, remember when like Bastrop, oh, but no, it was where we moved the woodlands, the woodlands and Bastrop areas, Magnolia in particular. Thousands and thousands, tens or hundreds of thousands of acres caught fire and burned, right? Yeah. I remember that summer, you know, seeing and hearing that Lake uh, Travis in Austin, one of the biggest reservoirs in the state of Texas, had the very last boat ramp had dried up and you could no longer put a boat on the lake. And then yeah. but what happened over the next five years? In May of 2015, where we now live, there was the epic May Day floods. And then at some point, the Nueces and Blanco Rivers flooded so bad. Like, that's what that's how Texas weather climate has always worked. We have La Nina patterns of drought and then El Nino patterns of rain. Saturday Night Live has a Chris Farley. You know, do you remember this when Chris Farley played El Nino on Weekend Update? And he's like dressed up in like some ridiculous like mariachi outfit. And he's like, I'm El Nino. And they're like blowing wind and rain on him and stuff. That's what happens. We're in a, what they're calling like a double tap La Nina right now. My point is, all those lakes, all the rivers, everything was max capacity. 
by like 2016 and now we're in a drought again so anyway yeah. dude it was just summer before last that it barely cracked the 90s here in the heart of central texas until like this time of year like june two years ago was unbelievable we had just moved here and we were like this is the greatest thing ever it's like 85 every day in june i don't even know what to do with myself so it's hot this summer everybody's yeah. crying yeah it is except that said not. but guess what you know it, it it like you said it's cyclical and none quit of that bitching. is to mean quit, that quit I don't bitching about your 82 degree. It's <sighs> melting Dude, the roads. Give me I'm, I'm sure I've said this. I know I have. None of this is to say that we should continue to burn fossil fuels at an ever increasing rate. We should be making proper and appropriate and non bankrupting investments in new technologies. We should continue pushing the envelope. But as I've explained on a multitude of occasions, if you had driven into Houston, Texas, or LA 20 years ago, you couldn't see the buildings for the smog, and now there's no smog left, right? right. We're making progress. You know, are we causing something called climate change? Even the reality is, dude, there's a great book that came out this earlier this year called Unsettled by a scientist that Rogan had on who argues he's got the data to back it up. Like it was hotter in this country 50 years ago than it is right now. Like interesting. It's not settled science. It's a lie to claim that it is. Every single prediction about catastrophic climate change when AOC says we have 12 years before we all die oh is based God. off of worst case computer models, worst case computer models, right? Well, what did the worst case computer models tell us about COVID? That like 3 million Americans were going to die, right? That's hmm. those tools are tools of manipulation. And three every million, one of those, but it's going to be from the vaccines, not from COVID. Well, and, and just go back to... How many early, athletes have we seen drop dead in the last week? A bunch. Let me throw one more thing out of there about this climate change thing, and then we can talk about Rona Whatever. and people dropping dead of vaccines. Cool. Another great... This was again from California. Audio clip that was played on No Agenda. This was a while back, uh, a couple few months in, for sure. <clears throat> they played a local news station clip of this person. I mean, typical news format, right? Like anchor throws it to a correspondent. The correspondent has a little scripted bit, right? This person goes on to explain that one of the new predicted complications, problematic aspects of climate change is going to be that people are going to be suffering from more allergies because what do plants breathe? my friend carbon dioxide bingo plants breathe carbon dioxide and what do they make oxygen which we need so the plants take the co2 that we breathe out and it comes out of our engines it's a great relationship it's called symbiotic. They, they breathe it and then they and then they, then they take the carbon and they release the o2 back out right so yes a beautiful symbiotic relationship this goofball on a california news station explained that we're all going to have worse allergies because as CO2 levels continue to rise and the Earth's climate continues to warm, we'll have more and more varied plant species all over the planet that bloom more frequently and therefore put more allergens in the air. So we're actually, according to this, going to have a greener <laughs> environment <laughs> the more CO2 we make. And that's a problem. Hmm. And yet... All these I vegan, wish I had that audio because these vegan idiots oh. continue to applaud for uh, trees getting steamrolled so that we can 
make more <laughs> vegan food and yeah. plant more crops. Isn't like, that, that just like how hilarious is that though? We have to stop climate change because the planet will have more plants. Right. Like, and, mm. but let's bulldoze the ones that we do have so that we can make more fake meat. Um, speaking of, yeah, there is a, <laughs> this is from the scientific American. I'm not familiar with their work, but, uh, I thought this was too great not to share. And it claims that, uh, the, the title from the scientific American piece that was posted on July 27th. Eating too much protein makes pee a problem. Pollutant in the U.S. Protein-packed diets add excess nitrogen to the environment through urine, rivaling pollution from agricultural fertilizers. See if you can identify the fear-mongering here. We need to eat less meat and consume less dairy because we're peeing too much pollution into the environment. Chisholm. So this is yet the next iteration of uh, don't work out and be strong because beep, beep, beep. we want smells you all like weak. Weak and <laughs> dude. Usually it smells like I don't, coffee. I don't know if we've banged away on this hard enough, but all of this stuff is anti-human. All of it. It's right. all anti-human. There's too much pee. We need less people to pee less. Uh, the pee that they're peeing is, is too rich with protein. So we need you to be smaller and weaker. There's too much climate change, so we need you to use less fuel. Well, what's the only real way to pull that off? Fewer people. Again, Bill Gates, Ted Turner, all of them, name them. All of these psychopaths have said it. The Georgia Guidestones, five to 600 million people. Uh, man, I think uh, maybe health secretary, one of Obama's top like cabinet level officials just two weeks ago was saying, maybe it was a UN delegate. Somebody was saying that we should go back to in fact, yeah, I think it was actually like a UN delegate from England, but whatever. This person was saying we should go back to the population level of 1,500. You know what the population in 1,500 was? Uh, five million people? Six, 600 million people. 600 million? Yeah, but we're at almost, we're over 8 billion. So you're yeah. talking about a you know, 95% reduction in humanity to get to mm -hmm. those numbers. This is anti-human. The World Economic Forum wants us all to just like live in the matrix transhumanism anti-humanism they don't like people they don't want yeah. us breeding they want to transition your kids and give them sterilizing puberty blockers they, they want call, you they call this chism uh back to this article from the scientific american which they want to starve totally us to death by regulating fertilizer yeah go ahead a demitarian diet approach means they they do concede that it's not feasible for everyone to just completely stop consuming animal protein but they say that you know eat your burger or eat your steak but the next meal you know only eat a salad so don't don't double down uh and one other interesting thing they said in this was what 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 demographic of people would you say need the most protein like age-wise I thought this was interesting. I, would, I don't know if it's true would, or not. But I would think kids because their bodies are growing. Adults 50 to 70. That's what they claim. Okay. Need the most protein. I don't know if that's that. true, like scientifically or not, but that's what they say here. Um, but yeah, we got it says the shift in to the uh demitarian diet alone could um reduce the amount of nitrogen reaching aquatic e ecosystems by 12%. And by today, if we all did it today, and by nearly 30% in the future. So, yeah. Stop yep. PP and protein, or you're going to ruin the environment. Yeah. 
whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Again, don't go to the gym. Don't lift weights. Be weak so we can steamroll you. Yes. Be weak. Don't talk about your fitness. That that leads to right-wing extremism. That's right. That's what I was. I couldn't remember what the story was, but that's right. Working out is right-wing extremism and bad for the environment. So it's double white right-wing extremism. And, ta- and oh, and talking about it, that's the other head. I'll, I'll read the headline from if you're this, working uh, out, you eat extra protein, and protein is bad for the environment, so it's all right wing extremism. Yeah, this is by Zoe Williams. Do you boast about your fitness? Watch out, you'll unavoidably become right wing. I'm not sure what exercise does for your body, but I do know what it does to your personality, and it's not pretty. <laughs> that's her headline. From Zoe Williams. And you know what? She she looks like uh, a total butch dyke. Maybe a tranny. I don't know. Doesn't look like much of a woman is left in there. So. Well, how fit does she look? That's what I mean. Not, uh, not fit. Very like jello-y. Her skin's not very tight to her face. Uh, yeah. Um, have, we ever, have we ever talked about or have you ever seen the Belgian health minister? Fat piece of lard, mm, isn't he? It's a lady. She. I mean, it, we don't know what it is, really. Dude, uh, that what you just said, you know, uh, I don't even want to say like the understatement of the, the year because that's an understatement in and of itself. It's we're going to we're going to do something. This is going to be fun. I'm going to share my screen with you via Zoom real quick mm-hmm. so that you can see what I'm looking at. Uh, wait a minute. Can we do? Yeah, there we go. Share screen. This is let's let's have a little real time. God, that's just incredible. Like, how? How does this this person Maggie position? Dude, listen, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the majority of Americans have weight issues, right? I certainly have five pounds I wouldn't mind losing, right? This woman is the deaf. She's, dude, morbid. She left morbidly obese behind 80 pounds, 100 pounds ago. Like, she looks like Jabba the Hutt. It's grotesque, man. The stuff she, under her neck weighs no, as much as my She doesn't have thigh. a neck, dude. She doesn't have a neck. It's she unreal. No. That's the health minister of an entire nation. Of course, meanwhile, our assistant secretary of health and human services is a transgender person who wants us to uh, begin transitioning children as young as 12 years old. So, you know. Which they have done. Actually, I saw the headline last week that they have actually transgendered a 12-year-old. Uh, with like yeah. a double mastectomy. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah, for sure. Can't this, take that we're not back. making this stuff up, dude. Watch what is a woman. Rogan's um, been all over what is a woman lately. Let's talk about this sleep being bad for your health. Speaking of health, <laughs> my whole life, all I've heard is get more sleep, get more get sleep. More sleep. Really sleep is good for you. My grandmother, my dad's mom, God bless her soul, Mimi. Would always tell me, she's like, you don't, you don't sleep enough cable. I wish you would get your eight hours, maybe even get a little more. She always harped on me about sleeping and she knew better than today's scientists because Chisholm, the headlines are great. Let me just go to uh, this here. Uh, yeah. So sleep is bad for you. The, the way that you sleep, Chisholm, the position that you sleep in, here's one from newspunch.com experts warn certain sleeping positions could increase risk of blood clots and heart problems posted on July 4th. Uh, why all of this is coming out now? Uh, go back to the athletes just dropping dead. 
yeah there was like what, I, I sent you probably four or five mm-hmm. notes of under 40 year old you know collegiate slash professional athletes that died since the last time we talked last week right <sighs> Man, but here's um, the even better part like do you I don't know. And I think naps are a person to person thing. Do you feel better? Well, maybe it depends on how long you sleep. Do you feel worse? Sometimes I feel like groggy when I wake up from a nap. Although at 40 years old, who has time to take a nap? Really? Not me. Um, it's a very rare luxury to oh, get it. But here's the headline. So just, yeah. just Google naps bad for a heart from picks 11 naps pose heart health risks from Time magazine, why napping might be bad for older adults. Huh. Uh, from MSN, is napping bad for you? New study links frequent naps to higher risk of heart disease. From American Habar, napping might be bad for the heart, study finds. <laughs> from Philly Voice, are naps good for you? Too much napping might be bad for your heart. I mean, it just goes on and on, dude. And all of these, here's the here's the thing. All of these. I've been posted in July of 2022. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, so you got your shot and now we've found that, Oh, Oh, some Americans takes, take naps. Maybe we could say that naps are causing heart problems. So, um, ah! just, 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 <laughs> so go to, just go to Google news and enter heart attack. And here's what my search produces two hours ago from medical news today. Earlobe crease, also known as Frank's sign, I guess. Can it predict heart attacks? Question mark. Mm. The likelihood of a heart attack from scary video games. Healthline two days ago. Picture of a eh, it looks like about a 10 year old kid with a headset on playing video games. Mm. When it's more than a heart attack. Orlando Health yesterday. Mini heart attack. What it feels like. Signs and more. That was back all the way in June 29th. Athletes dying of heart attacks. How common is it? Healthline eight days ago. What's driving heart attacks in younger adults? Harvard Health eight days ago. <laughs> Man, now at least we're starting to get into the realm of like, maybe we should ask the question instead of making a bunch of excuses. Uh, Woo, can cold weather increase the risk of heart attacks? June 29th. That's convenient for when it's cold. Could you have a heart attack and not know it? 11 days ago. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, lots of concerns uh, about heart attack out there. Oh, here was one of the guys who died. Top chef, former uh, top chef alumni, uh, Howard Kleinberg, died at 46. Legendary race car driver reportedly suffered a heart attack. Well, there was a 35-year-old former college football player that died last yeah, year. We talked about that one on the, on 35. the show because I think it popped up like at the end as we were discussing it. But hmm. um, so, so, yeah. Uh, Watch out for heart attacks. Uh, nothing is any different in the last 18 months than in, uh, well, yeah, th- there's nothing different in the last 10, 18 months. This has always been a problem. I do have to say, like, you know, obviously the news outlets that ping me when a 35-year-old former Notre Dame lineman dies while he's on his daily jog are not your mainstream outlets. That still, though, it's true. You can find, like, the local story. It does leave me wondering, like, if a former, say, collegiate football player who was not a household name died five years ago in his mid-30s of a heart attack, would I have ever heard about it? In other words, are some of the outlets that I'm looking to jumping on these every time they happen 
because they're trying to craft a narrative about mm. something. Oh, well, they're never going to miss the opportunity, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there has to be a little bit of selection bias going on right now where they're letting, you know, you're going to hear about it if you follow the kinds of news we hear follow. But at the same time, you know, I documented in notes, God knows how many shows ago, that the state of New York, after putting a vaccine mandate in place for children within about the first month, passed a new sort of, I guess, like statewide resolution that was going to put a cardiac specialist in every public school in New York to combat what they called like, you know, uh, something like sudden sudden adolescent heart disease syndrome or something like that right nothing Which, to do with and, they, and they were like it's always been a problem it's always been a problem because there's exactly. one lady whose kid dropped dead in 2012 of a heart attack on a football field so it's always been this huge problem and she's been you know lobbying for this ever since so hmm. uh well you know what we could <clears throat> do though we could just hopefully ask our new surgeon general Jill Biden for advice. Here's Whoopi Goldberg putting her foot in her mouth. <laughs> Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she would never do it, but she thinks she has. She's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. I don't have, oh, I could be wrong. She's a teacher, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know if you got I, that. I could be wrong. Uh, I, I could be she wrong. Was she's a great doctor. Oh, lobbying she's for Jill Biden to become Ooh. the next Surgeon General, and then you should see the look on the people's faces on on that stupid show. Yeah, their jaws all dropped. It's like, how can this woman be that stupid? Brilliant. And they had to correct her because they all know that she's got a doctorate of education. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but Whoopi's over here saying uh, she's a wonderful doctor. A wonderful doctor. It's uh, it's adorable. Are we ready to talk a little bit about? Did you have something on Fauci? Um, I mean, while we're on the health topic and the shot topic and this and that, was there anything else on the health stuff? No, I'm I'm good on. So let me don't be fat and also don't take naps. We'll just sum it up and don't take three and four and five freaking gene editing mRNA booster shots. So we've documented pretty extensively the notion that these shots may actually cause people to have a higher incidence of catching this disease. Well, we're not doctors, but Walgreens has some pretty good data out there. Walgreens has some amazing data. Even the likes of CNN has had to acknowledge it, right? There was a video clip on CNN just the other day where they were making, they were trying to dismiss the fact that more double and triple vaccinated people are catching the, you know, Rona these days than non-vaccinated people. Um, my certain my current condition notwithstanding. And you know, the guy who was doing the hosting was like, well, is this maybe because uh, unvaccinated people aren't taking tests? But as we've detailed, the Walgreens data actually doesn't show that at all. Uh-huh. Walgreens data shows that 24 to 25% of their tests administered are among unvaccinated, and yet somehow only 20 to 21% of their positive cases are among the unvaccinated. And well upwards of 60 and 70% on a week-to-week basis of their positive cases are coming out of people who are vaccinated. So you can go way, way back to where we were originally detailing, and this is in NIH studies you can access right now, something called original antigenic sin or also antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE. Antibody-dependent enhancement, I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's a well-understood principle of virology and vaccinology that Vaccines, until proven otherwise, carry a risk 
of making you sick if you confront the very virus they were supposed to vaccinate you against. Guess who warned about this like 90 days before they rolled out the mRNA vaccines? One Dr. Anthony Fauci. Guess what? Uh, they, 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 they knew wow. they, there's, there were studies on mRNA vaccines on coronaviruses in the early 2000s. He warned about it. Had to be, it. They had and to be two stopped. Years later, he is still trying to push that vaccine into the veins of children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, my libertarian uh, hero calls himself the libertarian Tupac comedian Dave Smith. Uh, the most consistent mf you know, another moniker he gives himself. Really, like, brilliant guy. You like him. I like him. He and his partner, uh, Robbie Bernstein, played this lovely little audio clip on uh, their July 23rd episode of Dave Smith's Part of the Problem. Dr. Fauci, I believe somewhere around August of 2020, right before the election, when, if you recall at that time, Trump was saying, we've got this Operation Warp Speed. We're going to mm. get a vaccine out right before the election. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to work like a charm. It's going to save everybody's lives. And then, like, literally one week after the election, the vaccines actually came out and they claimed 95% efficacy. And Just listen to what credit for it. <laughs> Dr. Fauci, you know, he's actually claimed that there was no vaccine before he took office, even though he was personally vaccinated before he took office. He's actually said that. You can look that I up. wonder how he's doing. He's got the COVID and the cancer. He's, he's had the right. Paxlovid, so we should be expecting his rebound any minute now. <clears throat> and then a fall back into the depths of COVID hell, because that's what happened to Fauci. And they're about the same age. There's a video of him day before yesterday, I think, uh, talking about January 6th stuff. And it like, who cares? It's going, it's going around on Instagram. He looks like a dead person. His eyes. His pupils are like so big. There's no iris. He just has these black beady eyes. He sounds god awful. They actually cut. You can see there's like a jump cut, and he sounds different, like before and after the jump cut. He's got to hang like on for like 27 more months, dude. Or we're gonna get cackling Kamala. Would not count on that. Anyway, here's Fauci before the release of the vaccines, talking about what it takes so, to prove the safety. Hold on, hold on. I made a bet with a guy in my fantasy football league on whether or not Biden will make it right you mentioned that last week yeah. I, oh yeah i bet right, you did to it. me anyway i don't remember if you said it yeah i don't remember if i said it on the air but it was a uh, hundred bucks and i bet that he will not make something it. will remove him <laughs> from office one way or another uh that's still certainly still where Rowan he's at anyway here's fauci roughly august of 2020 talking about what it takes to prove out how safe a vaccine safe and effective a vaccine is i didn't know they did that keep in mind our timeline right March of 2020, they start working on this problem. By November of 2020, they are mandating, well, but they're, they're rolling out vaccines. And by the end of January 2021, so less than one year from when they first started working on the COVID vaccines, Biden and leftist governors across the country are mandating these shots. That's all the tee up for this. Uh, really kind of telling the truth here. Now, he might have been doing it to get Donald Trump, but this is what he said in 2020. Let's let's play this video because it's, it's pretty damn interesting. Normal volunteer for a phase one trial to see if it's safe. That's the fastest that's ever been done. That's the good news. 
The challenging news is that even at that rocket speed, it's going to take a few months to show that the initial safety is okay. Then you go into a phase two trial, which instead of involving 45 people, which we have in the phase one trial, it involves hundreds, if not thousands of people. That will take another six to eight months to even know if it works. So at the fastest we can go, it's going to take a year to a year and a half to know if we have a vaccine that we can use. There's another element to safety. And that is if you vaccinate someone and they make an antibody response and then they get exposed and infected, does the response that you induce actually enhance the infection and make it worse? And the only way you'll know that is if you do an extended study, not in a normal volunteer who has no risk of infection, but in people who are out there in a risk situation. This would not be the first time, if it happened, that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. There was the history of the respiratory syncytial virus vaccine in children, which paradoxically made the children worse. One of the HIV vaccines that we tested several years ago actually made individuals more likely to get infected. So you can't just go out there and give it. Wow. Wow. And then so quickly, someone said, hey, Anthony, let me line your pockets for you, buddy. And you're going to be our oh, canary. No, and you're no, going to be singing that, no. a different wait, tune. Wait, 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 wait. His pockets were well lined when he said that. He was just downplaying whether or not it was going to save the day to keep people on pins and needles through the election. You it's amazing to me that. that we have that kind he of was audio. Invested. That it exists and that nobody cares yeah nobody cares i, mean, I care you care he said these all, things, all the people who aren't lining up for fourth x fourth boosters seem to care I'm reiterate. stats don't lie you you've mentioned you have friends that have claimed that the only reason that omicron didn't kill them is because they've been vaccinated i may have it as we speak do i sound any worse for the wares? you don't look dead to me this is a joke if this is what it is we all just need to get Dude, over they, it. They, they still hit stand by the thing. Well, I didn't have to go to the hospital. Oh, well, you're, you're nobody does. Nobody goes to the hospital with this old. thing. You're Not 40, this version, right? No, nope. we've been friends our whole lives. You're 40 and you are pretty healthy. Actually, I'm fatter than you. Of course, it didn't kill you. I also have asthma. I've had it at least twice. Didn't kill They're me. Shooting kids up with this thing, dude. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was just uh boy. I mean, you want to talk about like some, some 1984 feeling just, you know, voodoo, right? Like to, to pull that back out of the memory hole and listen I, to this man think, say that. No, I think he had to get some more financial incentive to say that. You can't determine even if it's effective, let alone safe in less than one year to 18 months. It has been right now, May, June, July, we're at, we are at. 17 months from the development of these vaccines. They were shooting people up eight months in, claiming perfectly safe and 195% effective. And yet here we are. The biggest lie. He had four of them and he caught it. it? Uh, Dude, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be. Dude, Deborah Burks. So Deborah Burks was, what was her position? She was on, she had a. She's the one that just came out like last week and basically said, 
we were lying to you and I yeah. don't even care. I'm and just lying to Trump. We were lying to you. Right. Straight yeah. up admitted it. She wrote a book about it. Yeah. She wrote a book about how they were lying. She also acknowledged in interviews and in the book that they always knew this thing wouldn't protect, defend against spread of the disease. They always knew that, which we've already documented last summer. CNN's Sanjay Gupta acknowledged it was never intended to be what they call a uh, sterilizing vaccine. Fauci acknowledged it. They all claimed that if you get the shots, Biden is on record a thousand times saying, you get the shots, you won't get this virus. Yet they okay. all knew that's not how it ever was intended to work. That's the not how. Same, it, and if you do, just think the about the mechanics of my of friends that, that say, oh, I didn't go to the hospital because I got the vaccine. They're the same ones that say, no, the narrative never changed. These vaccines weren't ever supposed to protect us from infection. Okay, uh, that is not what they said Which originally. Which is why they weren't vaccines when they came out and they had to change the definition of a vaccine. Which they all acknowledge now. Have you seen that? There's some emails that were released out of the CDC about... Did we read them? No. There are emails that were released via FOIA request. One day we should do a show on just words that have been changed since Biden went into office. Uh, The definition of... Like like recession? Yeah, yeah, which changed this week. Right. Just changed this week. (laughs) Today, today, as of today, officially, uh we're in a textbook economic recession because the GDP numbers came out for Q2, which showed a 0.9, negative 0.9% GDP growth. But that's no longer the textbook definition of a recession. No, if we don't like it, we'll just rewrite it. We'll no. make a new definition for it. Let me let me cap Fauci and viral and vaccine stuff real quick. Then we can move on to that or whatever else we may have. If in fact, there is anything. Just like <clears throat> the actual mechanics of these mRNA, mRNA. I got the Bobby Knight reference therapies. there, by the way. Yeah, thanks. These gene therapies are that they shoot you up with a with something called mRNA which teaches your body to make the very spike protein, which causes all the damage from the virus, right? So that in theory, your body then can fight off the spike proteins and keep you from getting as sick from it. The spike protein is only one of something like 26 or 27 proteins that the virus generates. So you can tell if you have even the slightest just grasp conceptually of this, that yeah, They never were intended to truly protect you from infection. Never. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're willing to go out on a limb and say that now, because they knew it then. It was never intended to keep you from catching it, never intended to keep you from spreading it. It was supposedly only intended to keep you from dying from the cytotoxic effects of the spike protein. But meanwhile, that means you've taught your body to make the spike protein that is cytotoxic, the killer. Weird science. In the virus. Your body now makes cool vaccines, bro. Mm. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. So just a couple other like quick hits here. Kim Jong-un warned that uh, he might be down for a nuclear party sometime in the near future. I don't know if you saw that. Hey, I didn't. Well, I have a question. And obviously, neither one of us have any kind of military background, but if they fired a nuke at us, would we have the technology to like intercept that over the uh, Atlantic Ocean? Yeah, or they definitely just, have. They have. We have missile defense systems. Right. I mean, right. The question is, is it going to so work? Is when the gonna, guy is saying he's down, it's to not throw a given a nuke that it's going to catch it. Would we be able to, you know, intercept the nuke? Is my question. I, I, I don't know. It would be. We have equipment to try to do mm-hmm. so, but I mean, keep in mind that you're launching a rocket into the, like into lower orbit right yeah and then trying to intercept said rocket which is traveling faster than the speed of sound with another rocket so 
you know. What would I mean? It, I don't think it would go well for for him and his country if they did that. Like, I think they'd be wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, well, that's why they've been threatening that crap for forty years and haven't done it yet. Okay, so there's that. Kim Jong being uh, doing Kim Jong things. Um, yeah. Have you seen anything lately? And I, because I'm seeing it more and more because the, the the left can't get their stupid build back better thing passed because Manchin won't let them. Uh, unfortunately, it appears he may have caved this morning. Mm, I didn't hear that. that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and uh, Schumer have worked out a deal for an anti-inflation and anti-greenhouse gas combined bill that's going to spend like 800 million and somehow make inflation better so well that's a lot cheaper than what the original price tag was which was like quadruple that or whatever it was i mean yeah i guess that's the upside the good news though is they still got to get 10 votes out of the republicans now there are more than 10 cucks in the senate that are gonna wildly profit from an 800 million dollar spending bill who will gladly sign up to drop us further into recession but we'll see maybe the because there's part of me that still thinks this whole grand thing is just a conspiracy on top of conspiracy where it's like, we're going to pretend like we're going to do something to pacify our base, but not really pull it off. And so maybe the filibuster will stall it. And uh, if Manchin bails on his Manchin and cinema bail on their longstanding oath to not break the filibuster, uh, then you'll know they caved. So it's funny because so, like he could vote for the bill and then not vote for the filibuster and still effectively kill the bill. I guess is my point. Right. Um, and the filibuster. The only reason why I brought that up was because I don't know if you've noticed lately, but I'm seeing, and it's they're 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 making a point to to bring this stuff up before the elections because I think they know they're about to get their clock cleaned hmm. in November. So have you been seeing more court packing stuff and more making DC and Puerto Rico state propaganda? I've been seeing a lot more of it lately, like in the last two weeks. I haven't been seeing more of it. That's funny how your feeds promote it more. Um, be honest with you mm. not 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 more i mean i guess i saw more I on the seen court any of it in a long time and then in the last two weeks it's like yeah i've seen quite a bit of it popping up i guess Mostly i on just, twitter i just i guess i just knew that it wasn't they weren't ever giving up on that like yeah. that's definitely part of their agenda mm-hmm. it is as well as and you were supposed to research this so hopefully you did the george soros situation on the border and him being awarded that 170 something million dollar contract to basically make it illegal to deal with illegals legally (laughs) yeah apparently it's the second comparable uh contract he's been awarded one from the obama administration and now one from the biden administration according to breitbart (coughs) soros linked group now that means this is something within his like general umbrella right Mm. $172 $172 million dollar contract from Biden to help border crossers avoid deportation. A left-wing group linked to the billionaire George Soros has won nearly $172 million to help young border crossers avoid deportation. The Vera Institute of Justice, which has financial ties to Soros, uh, is being given all this money to provide attorneys to unaccompanied alien children to avoid de- deportation from the United States. Interesting. They threw the name alien and the word alien in there. Remember when uh, Justice Sotomayor refused to use the word that's actually in the statute alien because it was uh, not woke. Mm. It, this is weird to me because you have this, it, someone like Soros or Bill Gates or, you know, any of these people that want to decrease the human population, but yet they want to increase 
the population of this country in the same breath. Kind of a contradiction. Doesn't I don't I don't really know how to rationalize that. Well, I mean, yes, it's about the votes. So ultimately, yeah, can we get as many people in here, legalize them, and then let them vote? Right. That's the straight answer. But then, you know, I think I've made it, I hope I've made it clear that I don't know what's real. Hmm. I, I literally mean that. I don't know what's real. The difference between me and lots of other folks is I'm fully aware that I might be getting programmed, conditioned, um, brainwashed into conspiracy theory minded right wing propaganda just as easily as I sincerely believe that all the people from the left are being programmed and brainwashed the other way. Right. I don't know what's real in January. I freaked out on January 6th and I hit my knees and prayed. And God said, all that's real is me and your family. And ever since then I've known I might be getting duped. Right. So maybe even the fact that Soros and Gates and all these guys want to knock the population down to five or 600 million, maybe even that is just a fear tactic control mechanism that they never have any real intention of pulling off. We'll see. If this food shortage issue that Canada... Uh, I don't think, I don't think it, it has to be real or he wouldn't have bought up all that farmland. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Don't get me wrong. It seems like they're angling at it. Um, the virus certainly helped. The vaccines also seem to be helping. You can't, you can't pee anymore because you eat too much protein. Man, come on. I'm just saying, you know, until the world's population falls by 90 plus percent, it remains to be seen how serious they are about this. Anyway, the arrangement, this 171 million, uh, lasts until March of 2023. But if it's renewed, it would run through March 2027 and add. 983 million to the deal so he can make a billion dollars on this or the vera vera institute of justice can anyway between july 1st 2020 and june 30th 2020 2021 152 million of the group's 191 million in revenue came from the government sort came from government sources so that's nice as a texan this really pisses me off because they have neutered our ability to protect our own border this group is someone who has land in South Texas. Your family. This is just yeah. mind blowing, dude. It is absolutely the institute. This institute seeks to end mass incarceration by cutting down on the number of jails, prisons, and detention centers in the U.S. It's also been lit, signaled its support for defunding the police. It's and like they want the in, going back to the population control. No, I get it now. I get it. It all makes sense because they want more chaos and more people killing people so that it's like living in the modern day purge is what they want. Yeah, which is why that movie was made in the first place. Uh, as Breitbart News reported back in 2018, the Vera Institute of Justice was previously awarded $310 million by the Obama administration to help UACs, that's that unaccompanied alien children, mm. avoid deportation. So this is what they do. Yeah. That is George Soros for you. Keep in mind, George Soros is the guy who backs these psycho lefty DAs who don't criminal, don't prosecute crimes in San Francisco and Manhattan and LA and Minneapolis, et cetera, et cetera. Right. George Soros is a bad guy. Um, George Soros Chuck, is Chuck a Grassley Jewish man, a Jewish, a German Jewish man 
who was a young kid during the Holocaust, who the Nazis used as basically a um, collecting collector in Jewish ghettos. So this is a, a Jewish guy who would go like rat out and or uh, strong arm his fellow, you know, his, his, his fellow Jews in Nazi Germany, rat them out to the SS or like confiscate their cars, their jewelry, etc., to then turn over to the Nazis and who he himself has admitted on television, uh, loved it, that work. And it gave him a sense of purpose. What a beast. really, really, really good, really good guy. This guy. All right. The last one is a show note that you sent me. So you're going to have to take this because I'm not familiar with uh, what we're going to talk about. Chuck uh, Grassley, FBI. Mm. Yeah, I need to look it up real quick. I forgot to do that already. So Chuck Grassley this week sent a formal letter to the FBI, um, basically alleging that they deliberately downplayed and manipulated the Hunter Biden information to uh, affect the 2020 election. Uh, He references in there that they kind of did the same thing to Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election with regard to emails and stuff from uh, Anthony Wiener. They're real good about covering stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find the actual letter because I'm sure there's some, there's some good stuff in there. But he basically is is forecasting or telegraphing that they fully intend, if they take over, to do a thorough... Well, that all remains to be seen. They intend to investigate when and if the Republicans take control of the House and or Senate to investigate what happened in 2020 um, and try to get to the root of why the FBI didn't take up take any action when they already had... you know. This is a stone cold fact that when Rudy Giuliani released that information to the world in October of 2020, the FBI had been sitting on the freaking laptop for like a year already. They had already initiated uh, a federal probe into tax, uh, you know, tax fraud against Hunter Biden for all of his shady offshore business dealings. They, you know, were aware that he may or may not have had kitty porn on his. Uh, on that laptop, like he was under investigation when the news came out. And then yet deep state douches uh, claimed it was Russian disinformation. Mm-hmm. So uh, Grassley's calling him out for it. Here's the bottom line, dude. None of them ever get taken down ever. Um, yeah. Well, right. And so he's pretending like he's going to. And if he does or not, that certainly remains to be seen. Hope he does. Hope the Republicans even have the opportunity. Hope they win in November and, you know, that come January, we do see an onslaught of investigations into this stuff. Um, there are some FBI whistleblowers who have come out, which I think maybe they came out a day or two before, which led to this, this letter uh, being sent. Um, mm. There we go. Here's what I'm looking for. Uh, I mean, to your point, like, you know, I I think the FBI is so corrupt, it just has to go away. I think that the FBI is unconstitutional in the first place because the 
police powers are left to the states uh, very explicitly. It's called an enumerated power in the United States Constitution. It is to the states to police the populace, not the federal government. So the FBI was never legitimate. Uh, and now they're, I mean, it's, uh, you know, obviously just, just an atrocity. Everything from what they did to, you know, Muslim Americans going all the way back to 2001, as we detailed in a New York Times article that we've got in our show notes where they tried to frame a poor 19-year-old kid in Manhattan, trying to talk him into bombing a subway. And they've got audio of him saying, I don't know if this is a good idea. I need to talk to my mom, to what they did to the Michigan, uh, the Wolverine Watchmen in Mm -hmm. 2020. And when they cooked up and convinced two poor saps to go along with a plot to kidnap the governor governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, to the, you know, FBI informants that were all around January 6th, including this crooked Ray Epps guy. Uh, In fact, if I'm not mistaken, there was just a handful of people who were arrested during Jan 6th with firearms on them, none of whom were inside the building, all of whom were outside the building. I don't know about all of them, but some of them have direct FBI ties and they've they've had their cases dropped completely. Like, you know, you got... You got a grandma in jail as we speak. You got people being arrested who weren't even there because they put stuff online, but you've got shady, spooky type people who were armed, who were have their charges dropped, who were actually there. You got video of Ray Epps screaming at people to storm the Capitol while other folks are screaming, he's a fed, he's a fed, don't do it. That's all real. Um. I don't even know what world I live in anymore. Yeah, it says uh, the information provided to my office involves concerns about the FBI's receipt. So this is, yeah, th- this whistleblower went to Grassley's office with presumably some kind of proof that the FBI was deliberately uh, lying and cover- lying about and covering up the Hunter Biden uh, scandal. Uh, information provided in my office involves concerns about the FBI's receipt and use of derogatory information relating to Hunter Biden and the FBI's false portrayal of acquired evidence as disinformation. The volume and consistency of these allegations substantiate their cred- credibility and necessitate this letter. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of specifically named uh, individuals. Analyst Brian Alton, who I know has like got some public rantings about hating Trump out there. Uh, much like the um, the uh, the two investigators that had to be kicked off the uh, uh, what was that old man? the the Mueller investigation that was uh, Strzok and Page right they they've got like mm-hmm. text messages between them saying they're going to take Trump down in 2016 and then they ended up on the Russia collusion investigation team until that all came out. Um, well, obviously, we'll just continue to monitor this deal. Yeah, accordingly, anything to come of it because I mean, Hunter Biden belongs in jail, should have already been in jail. It ain't gonna happen to him, you know why? Because he's an elite chism. That's the bottom line. It doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right, if you're an elite, you're untouchable. Minus, well, a, a deep with the state one caveat unless you like rape, drug, and rape a bunch of women and get caught doing that. He calls a whole bunch of people out by name. Accordingly, the allegations provided to my office appear to indicate that there was a scheme in place among certain FBI officials to undermine derogatory information connected to Hunter by falsely suggesting it was disinfo. He mentions uh, Senator Johnson sort of co-wrote this with him that on July 13th. No different than what happened with Durham. No different, dude. 
That's on July 13th, 2020, then Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Senator Mark Warner, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Representative Adam Schiff sent a letter with a classified attachment to the FBI to express a purported belief that Congress was the subject of a foreign disinfo campaign. So it calls all them out. Uh, what matter? So he's like, a, he's like specifically asked he's asked for the following. In light of the serious allegations and my ongoing investigation into the Justice Department and FBI misconduct, I expect you to provide the following no later than August 8th of 2022 as a preliminary matter so that Congress can perform an objective and independent review of the alleged misconduct. Number one, the case file for the Alton assessment, Alton, A-U-T-E-N, that's the crooked investigator. All records derived from reporting on derogatory information linked to Hunter Biden, James Biden, and their foreign business relationships that was overseen under the approval guidance and purview of AC, ASAC Tibalt from January 20, 2020, January 1st, 2020 to present. All records were related to derogatory information on Hunter Biden, James Biden, and their foreign business relationships. All leads sent to the WFO. I'm sure that's defined up top somewhere. All open and closed cases initiated by the WFO and with respect, with respect to the August 2020 FBI briefing, briefing given to Senator Johnson and me, a copy of the FBI 302 briefing, all intelligence reports, products, and analysis that form the basis of the briefing, name of any persons who recommended that Senator Johnson and I be briefed, a description of the process for deciding to brief us, and all records, including emails relating to the briefing. So that's a... Uh... Why just delete this Fun. whole part of the show? Why? Because yeah, you think it doesn't just because it doesn't matter? And it's also, I think we just need to like do a better job of summarizing it instead of just sitting here reading stuff for five minutes. Like we need to have like what? It, uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, I just I find it very boring and like WFO stands for Washington Field Office and uh, ASAC stands for Assistant Special Agent in Charge, which is this guy Tib Tibbo. <laughs> all right let's end on a high nothing's gonna happen the elites never get just maybe i'm just so pessimistic and like beaten down by that that i just maybe here's my summary grassley claims that they deliberately mislabeled hunter stuff as disinformation they did so knowingly that a couple of crooked fbi cops with an agenda manipulated information manipulated the record um a lot of that is backed up by the fact that he's still under investigation and now he wants a production of all basically fbi records related there too is that better uh, yeah i like that it's a good sum summary um let's do this last thing and then you can give me a comment on it but uh i am kamala harris my pronouns are she and her i'm a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit hysterical i did read later that apparently the thing was for blind people okay so that's well, why she explained it all well okay she but could it's explain like so it. why was it on video in the first place and right what matter is it that you're sitting at a desk and wearing a blue dress you're not a baseball play-by-play -play announcer like you're there they can't see the table or the blue dress right. so why does it effing matter they don't like, know what blue is but they never did Let's say that's true. That's what they call inclusivity. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just way off base. Maybe a blind person really appreciates some expository, you know, uh, you know, details that they 
can't see to if put you became blind in, in life maybe you knew what you know what blue is if you were born blind you don't know what blue red black brown or anything is there's that too right so if it's inclusive aren't you kind of rubbing it aren't you kind of rubbing the blind person's nose in the fact that they don't know what blue <laughs> is or what a table looks like you yeah. psycho but also uh, the, i mean the, the funniest part for me wasn't the the blue dress pantsuit it was a power pantsuit i mean obviously uh in the same blue, blue suit that's right she's hillary blue suit. My bad. yeah uh, but the funny thing is, once again, my pronouns are she, her. I, listen, nobody cares. Like ninety nine percent of the country doesn't care what your well, pronouns the best, are. The, but the you best were, you're pushing it on us again. You're pushing it on us again. The best That's comment all this administration does. The very best comment I've heard about that is that if you go back uh, to two years ago, right about this time, almost two years to the day, Biden announced that he would select a black woman to be his VP running mate. Mm. So she was exclusively selected because of her pronouns. Check and yet box. feels the need to let us know what they are. Check the box. We know Check what the they box. are. Yeah. You're there because you're a lady. Why don't you say this? Actually, I am Kamala Harris. I'm vice president of the United States and I have sucked my way to the top. <laughs> And I am not very bright, so please limit your questions. Uh, I got to go take a nap, Chisholm. Hope I don't wake up dead. Yeah, I don't think that's a... a, a, a... Well, you should read the news, man. That's what it says. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> All right, for Chisholm Cook. I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for tuning in to episode 88 of Justified Pursuit. We'll see you guys next week. Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flashy ways. I guess it's why they're broken. You're so big. Biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you see? Sometimes your words.